coolest community and freight. I'm your host, Sydney Edwards, bringing you the latest tech updates, warehouse news, everything happening in the cold chain world. Now, you know Running on Ice, the show, then you know Running on Ice, my newsletter that I write every Wednesday and Friday covering so many similar ideals here. Now, before we get into our guest of the day, I'd like to hit some headlines that I will be showcasing in my newsletter. Now, Varcode, a software company that focuses on temperature tracking systems for the food industry and life science market, is partnering with the National Packaging Group to develop smarter solutions. The two companies will work together to manufacture, market, and distribute smart packaging options using Varcode's smart tag technology and NPG's corrugated products. In a news release, Varcode says smart tags are temperature indicator labels that can record and report shipments that change temperatures and how long the temperatures were at different levels. And these tags are scanned after a route and the data is digitized and permanently stored into Varcode's smart data solution management system. Varcode and NPG plan on launching two product categories, including corrugated smart cases for wholesale products like food perishables and smart packaging kits for online groceries and meal kits that are sold directly to consumers or point of care facilities. Their shared goal is to reduce waste and deliver reliable and affordable options. And India-based startup Celsius Logistics has developed its own smart last-mile delivery platform in an effort to strengthen the country's cold supply chain and reduce in-transit waste of perishables. An article from Press Trust of India says the platform is designed to monitor and analyze gaps in distribution and then use a predictive algorithm to eliminate potential speed up ETAs. The point is to provide shippers with absolute visibility of their product from start to finish. It uses IoT devices for real-time tracking that work with their TMS, WMS, and SaaS platform. Celsius has secured contracts for storage and distribution from a few heavy hitters like Maersk, Jubilant Foodworks, and Zepto. The startup also handles distribution for Zomato, Rebel Foods, and others. The solution has been launched in a handful of metropolitan cities, including Mumbai, Pune, Bangalore, and Kolkata and Delhi NCR. There are plans to expand to 11 other cities in the next six months. Now let's get to the good stuff. Today, I am joined by Ivan Castro. He is the head of growth at PackSafe. Ivan, how are you doing today? Great, Sydney. Good to talk to you. How are you today? I'm doing good. It's a happy Friday here. So I would love to get a little bit into your background to start off with the show. I haven't had you on before, so I'm excited. So let's talk about a bit of your background and how you got started at PackSafe. Excellent. Absolutely. Um, so um, a little bit of background on me, Ivan Castro, as you mentioned, head of growth. Uh, before I joined Paxif, I actually uh, spent over 20 years at Johnson & Johnson as a supply chain technology leader. I had accountability for digitizing parts of their supply chain, getting people off of phone calls and emails and getting them onto digital tools. And about four years ago, I was heavily involved in trying to solve the problem of where's my stuff. And I was heavily focused on looking at real-time visibility as a potential tool to solve that problem. Um, and so over the past three, four years before I joined PackSafe, I built up Johnson & Johnson's real-time sensor capability, started tracking billions of dollars worth of goods. We are at the right place at the right time to be able to support during the COVID challenge as well as support the needs of a vaccine launch globally. Um, and it was right around that time where in my understanding of the maturity of real-time visibility, I started, started seeing and, and building a hypothesis about problems and ingredients that weren't being solved in the market. Um, and these types of issues like not having context, not having prediction and AI that were making sense of all this data stood out to me as a major problem. Uh, and that's where I learned about PackSafe 
And uh, only a few months later, I was compelled about all the great work they're doing to leave my leave my job at J&J and join PackSafe. So what exactly is PackSafe? Uh, what are they working on? And, and maybe what is the goal of the company? Yeah, absolutely. So we're a device agnostic, AI-enabled risk management platform. Our mission is unlock the value that's trapped inside of all this supply chain visibility data we hear about. And we do that by injecting into streams of real-time data, context, prediction, and then we quantify risk so that you don't have to throw human labor to make sense of all this new data. You have an automated tool that's telling you what to look at at the right time. And I understand for the product, there is a website, there is a phone app. Maybe that's something that we can pull up and dive a little bit deeper into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the key things you're looking at here on the screen is what we call context. So when when companies that we work with begin their journey of visibility, they're often looking to make better decisions and operate more effectively. So they start to look at tools like sensors, whether they're active sensors or passive sensors. And what they find is that uh, it's a ton of new data. And um, in order to throw labor at trying to make sense of what a um, XYZ orientation sensor might mean in the context of a location sensor, it's, it's impossible. We like to say it's not a human problem, it's a machine problem. So here what we're looking at is context is labeling some of the most common logistics challenges we see so that a human doesn't have to. In this example, we do a drop detection that combines what I mentioned before, uh, a G-force shocks, shock signal plus seeing the XYZ orientation of the box flip and knowing that the location was somewhere in transit tells us that this wasn't um, someone picking up the, the box or a forklift picking it up at a distribution center. This is um, auto-diagnosed as a package was not affixed to the pallet the right way, and now we see it fall off. And so the, the right people can take accountability for that, that misstep in the supply chain. So let's talk maybe about a pharmaceutical company. How might this directly help this company? The end results here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, the, the kind of goals that pharmaceutical companies are looking to accomplish are, I mentioned, making better decisions and operating more effectively. So in, in real time, we look at it in two ways. One, um, and it, I think about our aggregate risk score uh, screen that, uh, that we have as well, is you can now understand in aggregate, uh, again, without throwing labor to human crunch it, understand in, a, in leg by leg of your journey, where are the risks and what is normal? Where are their drops? Where are their temperature changes? How long do things stay at a certain point in time? So pharmaceutical companies can now, by injecting their stream of data into, into our tool, have a, a big picture perspective of where are all the places that I have problems in my supply chain? Now, what's important about that is that in your subsequent live shipments, the tool is now assessing the live shipment against all these risks and understanding the factors that might cause a shipment to have a temperature excursion might cause the shipment to be late by longer than you need it and have customer impact. So all these signals coming out can now be operationalized quicker by sending them to the immediately to the intervention teams that now have a list of actions to take instead of a bunch of new data to mine through. It's a huge different paradigm. Uh, instead of looking at data, it's looking at the things you have to react to and, and knowing why those things are happening. And I know we just talked about pharmaceuticals, but what might be other customers of PackSafe? And does the technology change based on the industry? Mm -hmm. Yeah, our, our customers um, are predominantly pharmaceutical, food and beverage, as well as series of customers that are high-valued goods. Or, uh, really, it's anything that's perishable um, is something that you want to apply this kind of technology and make sure your supply chain is uh, effective as possible.
And so today we're talking about visibility and the fact that PackSafe is actually using AI intelligence in their solutions. And, and I find that so interesting because we have yet to talk really about that in, in a, a temperature tech and it's sort of a solution like that. And so I'd love to get into that. Um, let's maybe talk more about the visibility point here because as you'd said when I originally talked with you, visibility is not enough. That, that's absolutely correct. That's one of the taglines we like to say is, is visibility is, is not enough. The dot on the map is not enough. And so the machine learning and the AI behind the scenes are starting to label these kind of conditions, the, the drop detect, um, the um, reefer malfunctions, or even situations like trailer doors open in, in um, areas where they shouldn't are one. Um, additionally, uh, like we saw before, the system automatically understanding what's normal in your routes leg by leg um, starts to quantify risk um, and and starts to tell companies um, what what might what decisions might you make in advance to prevent or avoid the risk altogether if you know that um, on a Tuesday afternoon uh, um, at, at nine in the morning you're gonna go around Louisville because there's um, uh, because there's major traffic how do you start to um, formalize those decisions as operating procedures so that you you um, streamline and you avoid uh, avoid delays, avoid uh, situations where shipments are delayed longer than expected. Um, and again, I think the key here is that if you think of looking at ten shipments, a hundred shipments at one time, it's um, we we've seen in practice with our customers and in our own in our own experience that it's impossible to look at all these shipments by yourself as a human being and, and interpret. Is it is this a bad situation? Is something wrong? Um, you need the system behind the scenes knowing what's normal and alerting to you to things like a route deviation or, um, or, or uh, a delay that's going to be impactful to a customer a shipment uh, window. So what all is automated at PackSafe that maybe other companies are using you know, manual labor for? Yeah, I, I think some of the, the key ones that are most exciting to me are uh, the risk score. So you can understand not only domestic, but intermodal, leg by leg, where are uh, where are your issues and deficiencies, delays, um, exceeding port dwell time. So your, your leg by leg risk score, I think, gives you the first the strategic view where you can make decisions beforehand. Then our live risk then is, um, is how you operationalize it so that you can send that information to intervention teams. And then with this, um, these models we have in place, we then offer what we what we have is our highly accurate predictive time of arrival. Uh, this is one of them that I find most exciting because for me, predictive time of arrival is one of your major signals that something is wrong in transit. Um, and so we're giving not just a good ETA or an ETA when you're a few miles away, but we're giving you a high accuracy, more than 95% accurate ETA right as soon as the shipment departs. And that's the kind of information that allows you to know uh, immediately when uh, delays are occurring. But then also you can share that information with your customer uh, and starts to answer really what was the genesis of, of what, why I started looking at visibility in the first place is, where's my stuff and when am I going to get it? One other um, uh, prediction that we, that we like that comes through our intelligence is our advanced temperature prediction. Um, and so what we're doing with our advanced temperature prediction is, uh, again, using not only the risk models that understand what's normal in terms of temperature in your shipments, but then also looking at your temperature trends in transit we predict more than two hours in advance whether you're going to have a temperature prediction. So this is beyond just telling you that your temperature ex exceeded eight degrees. This is telling you before something happens, something is not normal, it's trending towards a problem and you need to do something. 
Um, and and that's the that's really what when I mentioned before we weren't seeing value with just a dot on the map. This is what allows you to drive that interception, intervention, um, and address issues before they're impactful. Of course, there's this divide in human labor versus AI and things that we're all progressing here, right? And so, I guess I'm curious what you've seen when it comes to you. You talk about the risk, maybe. Um, a decrease in risk when you use this product, if there's any sort of statistics on that, or what you've personally seen in companies that when they decide to use your product instead? Yeah, absolutely. One of the interesting ones we've seen lately is that you're twice as likely to have a temperature excursion if, if your shipment is delayed. So oftentimes teams are asking, well, what does it matter if it's going to be delayed? Well, you know, in, in my world, uh, when you're shipping something, your goal is to get it to point B. And the longer it stays outside of the endpoint is more is more risk. Uh, and so things like our predictive time of arrival, things like our advanced temperature prediction and how we're pointing out where risk areas are, allow intervention teams to immediately take action and call a carrier, call a, a forwarder, um, understand what's happening with a customs hold, if that might be, um, because, um, because we know now that uh, you're twice as likely to have a temperature issue if it stays longer than it should be. Has PackSafe always used this much AI technology in their work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, initially, uh, as our two founders um, began the company, uh, they had themselves seen the challenges in the industry and in Big Four Consulting and their experiences around the problem of where's my stuff and, and what's the condition they're at. And so the, the initial uh, start of it, was in the form of a sensor. So we do have a real-time sensor where if a company doesn't have one, we will provide them to them. Um, but we quickly uh, pivoted as a, as a company to know that what what was the magic here wasn't just the data, but it was um, quantifying what the data means, contextualizing what the data is telling teams, and then operationalizing it so that um, companies make better decisions and avoid issues. And so um, uh, more and more, we're, um, we're a data-first team. Most of our team members are a highly intelligent data scientists. Um, and, and our goal is, in our sensor-agnostic platform, is to not necessarily go to a company and, and try to swap their device out, but it's to um, unlock the value of all the investment in hardware that they might have already been involved in. You mentioned the real-time, and I think about when you were talking about the real-time GPS and I believe it was you who said, you know, so many companies say they're they're in real time, but not quite the way that PackSafe is. Is that correct? That's right. I think there's a lot of um, uh, misunderstanding of what real time might be. Um, uh, in some cases, for instance, uh, teams might think that uh, having a data logger arrive at the de- destination once the shipment is done and downloading the data is real time. Well, it's, it's, it's downloading the data point in time. Uh, but we know that the industry is moving towards uh, standalone direct-to-cloud devices that push location as well as condition um, at a minimum 15 to 30 minutes of uh, reporting to the cloud frequency um, in order to take advantage and and um, in order to take advantage of the kind of capabilities that many many pharmaceuticals are are getting into now um, and, and we also see that uh, 3PLs are um, what I would say is the the endpoint of all this where. Um, being that they're moving the products, we see more and more uh, m- more demand coming from the, the 3PLs to have this capability as something that they're offering. Um, and the shippers are seeking that as well. They're out there seeking 
um, the 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 three PLs and carriers that are offering these and make it easier for the shipper to implement um, and take advantage of of all this uh, intelligence and alerting. So let's get into the insurance side of things a bit more and talk about you know risks and the impacts that you know PackSafe and, and this product can can see ahead of time and really what you know insurance can be impacted here. Yeah, absolutely. So I mentioned that I was excited about our risk module and how we're quantifying actual risk. So what we what we've understood from the industry is that there's a gap in supply chain um, cargo underwriting and that risk is priced and underwritten with suboptimal information, right? It's all after the fact. Um, it's not uh, tagged to geolocation. So now we're, we're bringing in all this tremendous amount of information. And so we have more data and clarity uh, to, uh, to understand how we can underwrite and define risk leg by leg, where not only insurance companies, but then also shippers are are seeking this kind of um, this kind of detail to make sure one, are we pricing insurance appropriately? But then on the on the shipper side, we're finding that they are actually um, under uh, covering their goods, and so this not only helps them cover their goods more appropriately, but then it helps the insurance companies as well um, have a have a new way to um, use all this real time data to underwrite more accurately and be able to offer um, uh, cargo insurance to shippers in new and exciting ways. I just think technology like this is so interesting, but I would love to hear why you think it's so important to an industry like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's tr- tremendously important because even, you know, even in my experience in healthcare and as I see the partners we're working with now, there's a customer at the other end that's waiting for a product that they're expecting it to be in, in a condition and arrive at a time they expected. And um, what we're finding more and more is that the um, stability of supply chains around the world are changing. Uh, and I think that after COVID, we're, we're clear that the, um, the supply chain uh, changes and how quickly it's moving is, is very dynamic. And so tools like this are going to be important so that the shippers that are making the products that get it to people like you and me can get it um, effectively in the right condition. But then all this, all this waste across the supply chain that, um, that is happening because we don't see it or we can't predict it, we, we want to get rid of it. Uh, I, I, we want to make sure that customers are getting products in, um, in the best price as possible and that all this waste can be eliminated, not only from the, the customer experience and the customer cost perspective, but um, in, in looking at some of the metrics we're seeing of more than 20% of pharmaceutical get, goods are, are destroyed because of temperature issues, there's a clear um, uh, carbon emissions uh, challenge that we can get after here. Um, I think ultimately, you know, this, uh, this vision of, of making supply chains work um, and making it easier for the women and men that are moving, moving all these goods around the world is a, is a noble cause, especially when you're thinking about the medicines and even food that we're, we're shipping around the world. I'm curious where you think this technology might go in the future. You know, companies are, are really starting to jump on board. Of course, there's many other startups that are specifically focusing on temperature-controlled solutions. And I'm just curious how you think this could grow in the next three years even and where you think it's going to be used most in the supply chain. Yeah, absolutely. In, in the course of three years, I would expect that visibility keeps getting more granular, right? Um, when I first started, it was uh, find a ship, 
find the shipment and get get to the pallet, then I expect that we're going to get to unit level tracking uh, as the technology and the connectivity matures. Uh, I think also the the reasons why we do it are going to change. I think more and more you're going to see that this kind of technology is going to enable a personalized customer experience upon receipt. It's going to enable shippers to then upstream understand demand signals and be able to predict and put products in the right markets at the right place at the right time so that the last mile distribution has a lot less headaches. Um, so I, I see it getting more granular and more focused on customer experience um, and continue to continue to, to evolve quickly because it's been uh, it's been interesting how it's evolved in just the, the few years I've, uh, I've been involved in it uh, and I know it's going to continue to shape. Absolutely, Ivan. While I've still got you here, is there anything else you'd like to mention about PackSafe's products or the industry working with AI technology like this? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say that um, as shippers think about what I mentioned of uh, visibility is just is not the answer. It's just the first stepping stone. Um, t- taking what we're offering in terms of the intelligence um, is it's important for the shippers to know that they've got to operationalize it by making change. The, the, the win here isn't seeing the alert. The win here is that you've now made a change into your network so that you can avoid these issues. The, w- the win here is that you've made packaging level decisions so that you protect your products better and you get less alerts. Um, and so shippers have to know you got to be ready to make change. You have to be ready to uh, uh, appreciate the data of what, understand what it means, and then uh, make your change to your network to see the effect of it happening in real time. Perfect. Is there anything new for PackSafe coming up? Anything that we should be checking on in the future? Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, ne- next Thursday and Friday, PackSafe is going to be over in Boston at Logi Pharma. Uh, we're going to have a, not only a speaking role doing a, a track talk around temperature uh, excursion prevention and mitigation, but then also I'll also be hosting a interactive and hands-on roundtable exploring this same conversation with other pharmaceutical leaders. Are we getting value from uh, from visibility data? Um, so if you're going to be happening to be in the Boston area at Logi Pharma, come visit us, come come to our, uh, our roundtable and to our booth at booth 407 uh, next Thursday and Friday. And is PackSafe growing at all? Are they hiring? Maybe what positions might be open at the company? Yeah, yeah. So we we just actually finished a, a uh, large hiring spree of data scientists and and product managers, uh, and so over the next few months, I would expect that. Uh, stay tuned. Follow us on on uh, LinkedIn and our website. We're uh, going to be having some new positions opening up um, and getting more deep into uh, what we talked about here: AI, machine learning, and data science. Ivan, I have you for just a few more minutes. Any other last words or or anecdotal stories? that have happy endings. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, we'll, we'll give you a couple, right? I think um, one that we uh, we like to talk about is, um, um, and I'll give you an example of uh, context, right? So we had some interesting examples from international shippers of, of food from Latin America into the United States, uh, and they were having significant issues uh, with a what, what they thought was just delays now, what the system was able to tell us is, and getting to that point, like, why? What, what's the context behind it? The delays were, start, were labeled as not only delays, but route deviations and also flagged as potential theft. And we would see, as you dug into where the, these issues were happening, you could see that they were um, deviating instead of going to an airport out to a, uh, a residential address. 
Um, and, and it happened to be a resident, re- residential address of, of one of the employees of the distribution center. And I think this is one of these important examples of how you operationalize. So number one, they found the cargo. Great. Number two, when they found the cargo, it had to be destroyed. It was no longer in the right conditions. And so now there's this question from an insurance perspective of, well, who's accountable for this? Well, through the data and the digital record of what happened, we were able to show to the customer that the distribution center's um, employee was the one who had um, caused this and contractually and in, uh, from an insurance perspective, the appropriate owner of that uh, of that risk was charged for the product instead of the carrier. So we're stu- we're seeing more and more now how data is, is truly being used in live time by shippers to understand what problems are happening, by insurance companies to be able to understand who's accountable for the risk. And it's it's taking the cycle time of addressing these insurance issues from what could be 90 days to a few days. Um, and, and I see this again, it just makes, makes the whole process um, a lot more streamlined for people when you have this digital record. Ivan, thank you so much for joining the show. We'll be checking back in with you, uh, learning more from Boston when you guys are showing out there. I hope you have a good rest of the day. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks, Sydney. Have a great day now. Now, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I'll have my newsletter out tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. You can find that at FreightWaves.com. Subscribe to that newsletter so you can get the full updates. You'll also find a link to this interview there so you can check out the full thing if you've missed a few of it. We'll have more next week with the folks of Thermal Custom Packaging. We're talking about the future of vaccines. Stay tuned. 